Hey everybody, Shoreline here. We're going to be switching things up a little bit. Uh, we are celebrating 1,000 downloads today. Um, we are recording this episode when that happened, and and uh, I just want to start by saying uh, Happy Thanksgiving. That is when we're going to release this to everybody. However, uh, Patreon is going to see this first, so thank you guys for being such great supporters of the podcast. We definitely look forward to more with you guys and 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 having more content for you guys and this is this is the first part of that uh this episode is really going to be talking about the podcast talking about us talking about uh stories that you guys have submitted to us and it's been a lot of fun uh interacting with you guys and and really getting to know the people that are supporting us and 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 that are listening to us and we just want to thank you guys yeah absolutely i mean you guys have been such monumental support i we cannot stress just how thankful we are to all of you we would not have hit this milestone and we didn't think we were going to hit this milestone as quickly as we did had it not been for all of you out there from supporting us on Patreon, sharing, listening and sharing, downloading our podcast and all sorts. The list goes on. It's just about ooh, thank you guys so much. Yeah. In, in the short amount of time that we've decided that we were going to start a podcast to starting to post episodes to all of our listeners out there, I mean, it's just been uh, it's been a rocket ship upwards. I mean, like like six said, way ahead of where we thought we would be at this time. And um, we we just can't stress how grateful we are for your support, patronage. You know, we'll, we'll keep making the content as long as you guys keep giving us the, the thumbs up. So I've been getting a couple of questions about my call sign, like how I got my call sign. One of it was actually on an episode, and I'm not sure if you guys are gonna have heard that yet, or they kind of implied it. So, my call sign it was it wasn't specifically given to me like the typical military or or typical fashion of how you get a call sign like you you fuck something up or you did something that was just out of off the wall funny or whatever the case may be. So, my story as far as mine, it's kind of like a it's a four part explanation. I wish it was six. That would have made more sense. But so the first one of all is my call sign is six because in my immediate family, my circle is six people. And uh, that, that was one of the, my big drivers as me as a person, me as a character is my family comes first. And I want it. I want to be able to put that forward and pay it forward through them that, hey, I'm thinking about you. My name means you pretty much every step of the way. and. The second of it all is, I don't know if you guys have heard this or hear me mention it, but I'm a crazy huge Star Wars geek. I freaking love Star Wars. It's like next to comics, that's like my number one thing. Um, and specifically with Star Wars, um, I'm all about these two races in in the in the series. If, most, if some of you are familiar, it'd be the Mandalorians and the clones, specifically the clones. And if you're not familiar with it, they are, clones are exactly what they are. They're copies of one singular person. And when they were first made, they were just given numbers, like one through three trillion, whatever the case may be. So how they would differentiate each other is through different nicknames. Uh, one of my favorites ones, his name was Fives, like plural Fives. He got that because his numbers were literally all Fives. He's like, I like, uh, I like the number five. That's freaking awesome. And um, it kind of blended between both liking that character and who I am as a character. And then, voila, Vidi Vidi Bici 6 was born. <laughs> and uh, uh, the, the third and fourth one comes from the, my background as a military veteran, uh, where 6 is a radio call sign for a unit's leader. And it's typically an officer. Sometimes it's a, a sergeant or whatever. Uh, usually in uh, sergeants, their call sign is seven instead of six, but seven kind of sounds like I'm a, I have a gambling problem. <laughs> so, uh, so that didn't, that didn't roll too well, but six definitely, definitely was because I was, the, I was in charge of people. I've done some stuff and that was actually my call sign uh, over the radio for some degree at some point in time. So, Hey, six stood uh, stuck. And then also from the military, this be the fourth point is because there's a, a saying that everyone says where I got your six or watch your six. So 
that's been kind of been my character throughout all of my existence is I got I got your back one way or another. I'm going to stick out for you. I'm going to stand up for you. And this is kind of like how we have this podcast for you all, the individuals, is where we got your six. We're going to tell your story. We're going to give you guys the voice of your experiences and then let everyone know that you, planes don't fly because of magic or it does fly and we're the magic kind of thing. So that's my story. All right, everyone. Well, I'm MBP or Man Bear Pig, uh, as it's fully spelled out. Uh, my story is a little more comical. I was on my first deployment. Uh, well, I'm not a military veteran, uh, but I did military contracting. So I was on my first ever deployment to Iraq circa 2009, specifically the summer of that year. And it had been about uh, several weeks of about 125 to 130 degrees. And we weren't working in uh, nice air-conditioned hangars, nice facilities, um, as one could probably imagine. We were working in what they call clamshells. Uh, so those who have been deployed uh, kind of know what I'm talking about. But essentially, they're canvas-covered uh, buildings or structures that uh, open up in the front like a clamshell with a winch system. Um, so we were in the hangar, been working for a couple weeks in that kind of temperatures, and finally got to the point one day where it was just, we were doing an engine change right after the aircraft had landed. So everything's hot, hot to the touch, was just sweating like crazy to the point where you could take off your shirt and wring it out. Uh, pretty pretty gross, I know, but that's, that's the reality of the situation. So I was working in the hangar, doing an engine change. Um, again, took off my shirt, hung it over, hung it over a piece of GSE to dry out. And I just continued working without a shirt on. Uh, my lead at the time <laughs> had come walking out into the hangar and uh, was like, what the hell? Why don't you have a shirt on? I'm like, that's hot out here. Sweating like crazy. I don't, you know, what do you want me to do? You're like, Jesus, it's like a man bear pig out here in the hangar. <laughs> so, so that was right around the time of that South Park episode that had come out where uh, Al Gore kept telling everybody that there was a man bear pig loose in uh, <laughs> in the episode. So so that's what he referred to me as, is a man bear pig, uh, because I am uh, of German descent and a rather hairy individual. Um, so, you know, all you ladies. Mm. Mm, delicious. I know. I know. Uh, so anyways, yeah. So man bear pig stuck and that's how it came to be. And for the rest of my career, it's just it's been one of those call signs where it's so ridiculous that no matter what you do or what you mess up, um, you can't change the original because the original is just too good. Yeah, man, I can understand that. I'm, I'm a hairy individual myself. Uh, so Shoreline here, my call sign is Shoreline. And uh, I got that from an audio gig that I was on. And it was kind of a hazing experience. And it was great. I loved every minute of it. So I was doing this festival that we do every year. It's a big food festival in Seattle. Um, it's a big free festival. So it's all sorts of walks of life. It's wonderful, wonderful time. Uh, it was my first year ever doing the show. And I was the runner. So I was the guy that was running between all the stages, making sure that everybody was staffed, making sure that nobody needed help, making sure everybody had everything they needed. So I get there on the first morning of the festival. So we, we had a load-in day where we... We had all the stages set up and then we went home. We come back the next day to put on the show. So we show up a couple hours early because the, you know, we show up at 10 a.m. because the first band gets there at 11, then the show starts at 12. So 10 a.m. rolls around. We're there. Uh, one of the monitor guys is like, hey, man, um, I need, I need some, some shoreline. It's like tie line, but bigger. And, and, and for those of you who don't know what tie line is, it's uh, like, a, like a, a, a strong string. Um, that is used to like tie tarps and tie uh, various uh, things. So uh, what he was referring to or what it seemed like he was referring to was like a, like a rope. And I was like, okay, cool. Uh, I'll try to go find some. So I'm, I'm running all over the place. Uh, he goes, well, go check, go check Buddha's stage and, and uh, shout out to Buddha. He uh, was a monitor guy for Alice in Chains and, and true uh, legend in, in the industry. Um, love that dude. So I go over to Buddha's stage. He's stage managing over there. I say, hey Buddha, do you have any shoreline? He goes, Oh no, man, we uh 
we gave it back to Oz. I went to go see my mentor, which is uh, my buddy Ozzy. Uh, so I go over to his stage and I'm like, "Hey, Ozzy, do you have a uh, do you have any any shoreline?" He goes, "No, man. Uh, we ran out. Uh, so go check Nate's stage." I was like, "Okay, cool." So keep in mind, these stages are not close together. Like I'm having to run from one side of the park to the other side of the park to down the street to like, so it's, it's, it's a ways. I mean, so I get to Nate's stage. Nate is on the jazz stage and he goes, um, I don't have any, but I do have some tie line. Go take this to Scotty. See if this is what he needs. Okay, cool. So I take the tie line to Scotty. Uh, Scotty says, Oh man, this is, this is too small. This just isn't going to work. It's not going to hold. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll go see if I can try to find something. So I bring the tie line back to Nate and he goes, well, go check the cook stage, uh, which is a stage that we just kind of set up. Uh, we don't really touch it at all. It's manned by one of their own guys. I think his name was Russ. So I go and talk to Russ and I'm like, Hey Russ, it's you know, my name's Jeff Introduce myself to him. And he is like, okay, so what are you looking for? I'm like, I'm looking for some shoreline. Not exactly sure what it looks like. He goes, oh no, don't worry. I got just the thing. He hands me this this giant rope that's probably three inches thick and like 30 feet long, and it's got a giant metal hook on it. And I'm like, oh, that's got to be it. So I take that, this heavy-ass bundle of rope, and I go run it over to Scotty's state. And Scotty just starts dying laughing. And he goes, you fucking found some goddamn shoreline. That's not at all what my intention was. So he looks over at his stage manager and he goes, hey, fire, where's, uh, can you show me where the shoreline is? She goes, well, I can't walk you there, but it's about a mile and a half down the road. (laughs) And that is how I got the name shoreline. Shoreline. Did the impossible. Yep. Did the impossible. And and laughed my ass off uh, afterwards. They did it. They did the same trick on, on a kid, uh, at, at the previous festival and he did not take it quite as well. Oh man! I, I mean, you have to laugh at your laugh at yourself in those situations because what can you do? You know what I mean? There's nothing you can do. It just yeah, yeah you got to find some. Like that's the job. I got to get it yeah. done. The job. What would have been even done. better is if you would have went a mile and a half down the road with a jar and scooped up some sand and brought it back. <laughs> Here you go. Like if you beat them at their own game. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would have been awesome. That would have been. I mean, great. you still you still beat them at their own game, but. Right. Like to get the joke right back on him, you know, like that would have been hysterical. Found your shoreline for you, friend. All oh, yeah, 60 feet of it. I think there's a seashell in there. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Good times, though. Good times. Fantastic times. Heck yeah. So, so six, um, the next thing we wanted to talk about, uh, I, I know that we've received some stories on, uh, you know, through email and through social media and stuff. Uh, you should, uh, we, I think we should share some. Oh, most definitely. Uh, so I put it out there or actually we put it out there on all our social media outlets. Like, Hey, tell us some of your stories. We want to hear some of it. We want to, we want to share it. We want to react to it. And some of the stuff we got was just off the wall. Yeah, crazy. man. You guys get into some shit. Yeah. Literally, you guys, some of you literally, so, <laughs> literally. So one story was from a, a patron of ours. Matter of fact, he, he was, a. Uh, he was a former uh, Blackhawk crew chief and he transitions to his first civilian job. And when he goes through this, his civilian job, first day on the job, they say, Hey, we got to issue one of these planes. And he goes, all right. And he goes over there. They give him like this long screwdriver. Like what the hell is this for? And he gets to the aircraft and it fi- he f- turns to find out that the, the aircraft in question had a, a leaking lavatory valve, mm. aka the bath, aka the the plumbing valve for the for the shit water stuck. So the blue juice, the, the blue, blue juice, juice. The, the smurf, the smurf water, you know. So yep. here he is, day one of the job, former U uh, eight, uh, former Blackhawk crew chief with this two uh, two foot long screwdriver just chipping away at this ice puck of shit water you know <laughs> oh, oh, wow oh, <laughs> I <could've... man. laughs> what did i do to deserve this <laughs> well like what's the end game right like okay you're going to get it unclogged then what's it going to do yeah exactly right exactly you know i could imagine that not have ended well you know so Im- imagine that like that it's freezing cold and you're chipping away at ice and then 
you find out that that ice is the 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 Smurf water with all the swimmers in it <laughs> throughout however long the flight was disgusting, Ugh. disgusting. Uh, a, sec- a, a second story was uh, a, a similar one where it's always with it's there it must be some something with lavatory it, MVP. Is this like a common problem with uh, lavatories that they always have issues? Yeah, labs are uh, labs are a tricky system. Um, they're they're an overcomplicated toilet, essentially. Yeah. Uh, and and as you can imagine, you know, the aircraft they fly at high altitudes. Water and cold temperatures tend to tend to freeze, yeah. um, and that causes adverse effects. Anybody who's from a cold climate knows that your water pipes uh, in the wintertime kind of suffer if they're not insulated properly and the same goes for aircraft that carry people yeah uh, so, or at least a lot of people so this other story is similar to that right like don't forget to winterize your pipes so a similar story the same aircraft uh having lavatory issues again they forget forgot to winterize their pipe and so they did the smart thing they turned off the lav which i think anyone who has any sort of experience in plumbing would probably do before they start breaking open pipes So it's turned off. He's going into the service port and he sticks his head into it. I I can't imagine how shitty that is already. He sticks his head into it. And then someone had the bright idea to purge the the lavatory tank. Oh my God. At the same time. Yeah. I just like, Oh, he's sticking his head in in there. Someone decides to purge the lavatory tank. Mind you, you're putting outside pressure through this line and he got the he got the Smurf shower of a lifetime, you know. Oh hey, my god! <laughs> l- l- lumpy, wa- lumpy water and all at, the, at that. Point. <laughs> 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 no, <laughs> Jesus, oh, no, no. So for those for a lot of you who have never done aviation anything, which I think there's really not that many patrons that that don't or listeners that don't imagine like you're sticking your head into the hole of a porta shitter or a porta potty. And then someone decides to hook up an air hose to the outside and then and then blow it. And you know, so you're just getting this geyser of fucking shit water and lo- and, and <laughs> like imagine that like hep C everywhere. <laughs> the worst part of this for me is is that because I've dealt with lab systems, is I can smell it. Like I'm smelling it right now while we're talking about it. And that's why I'm <laughs> oh. that is like like MVP said, that is how murders happen. Like yeah. Like yeah, somebody's somebody's getting their ass beat. Somebody yeah. has somebody's going to pay for this injustice I've suffered here today. <laughs> now, now another patron uh, sent a sim- a story with like exact almost the exact same scenario, but the guy who got the geyser of sh- of Smurf water didn't shower. He just he just he is like I'm done. I'm going home, and he fell asleep like that. Like why you just fall asleep? Like why? That? Like how no? You, how can you willingly? Just like yep, I, I know I was covered in this abomination of fluids today, uh, <laughs> and I'm w- going to get in my vehicle all dirty, drive to my house, and lay in my bed all dirty. I, yeah, that that well, that person's got some no. uh, other mental issues that need addressed. No, absolutely. I mean, he's probably like patient zero for all sorts of shit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> 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 yeah. If you guys can see my face, I'm like shivering right now. Like that's disgusting. So uh, what I'm what I'm understanding is that we're getting a lot of really shitty stories. Yes, yeah. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people had crappy days. Yeah, you know, <laughs> literal this, shit storm. You know, this is not a pun free uh, podcast by any means. <laughs> by any means. No. By any means. Now, now, yeah, now, an, another story that I received. This was actually from a direct message from one of our social media handles. Uh, it was one of those like. What would you do? It's, you know, like one of those, what would you do for a Klondike bar stories? But in most jobs where you're working long ass hours, you would do stories to leave early. So it's, what would you do for a day off kind of thing? And they made this kid uh, snort a line of piss to go home early. Now, they what? I, 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 I'm first I'm asking, like, why would you do that? And then, how did you go about getting the piss? You know, well, well, let's just, there's a lot of logistics and questions with this one. First of all, <laughs> I have many how questions. You, how did you come up with that as a, as a primary punishment? Somebody's yeah. been thinking of, somebody's been thinking about that one for a while. Right. You know? And then, so like, did, 
is it straight from the tap? Like you just like dropped your drawers and, and then just and then just peed a line, or did you have someone pee in a cup and then just spilled it? Or yeah, is it even your own piss? Is it? I don't know. He he wouldn't say, but you know, uh, that's. I would assume. Uh, hopefully, you went home for that. Yeah, correct me if I'm <laughs> or, wrong. It, it's not the person that snorted the piss that submitted this story because nobody would ever want to talk about that. Nobody no, would ever I, no, admit I, that, right? No, yeah, you I, couldn't. No, that's just so. Disgusting. So, do you have to get like a bendy straw and rip it off the top of the toolbox? <laughs> or, I mean, are we in a clean room? What's um, what are we? How do you? Okay, let's just let's add some other stuff. Did they have asparagus the, last night for dinner? Did they did they take their multivitamins that day? You know what I mean? Yeah were were they were they drinking endless amounts of energy drinks? Uh, and it was neon green in color. Yeah, like, you know. What? Oh my god! It looks like it looks like antifreeze. You know, like oh. Right through the movie Dodgeball. <laughs> Is it necessary for me to drink my own urine? No, but it's sterile and I like the taste. And know? it gets me a free. And it gets me a day off. <laughs> Apparently, a day off. <laughs> I can't even imagine like. There is no amount of money, nor no amount of hours that I would want to skip out on to to justify that. I just there's yeah. no way. Yeah, I mean, oh. there's certain things I'd probably do, uh, but there are definite definite limitations. Uh, that is not one of them. Yeah, that is not one not. of them. But so, so I may add. So not only was it about a day off, it was to settle a hundred dollar debt. A hundred dollars, dude. I'll mow your lawn for fight for a month. For a month, yes, yeah, something. I'll wash your car. <laughs> like I'll do your laundry. I don't care. Like, I'll I don't care. An extra dude. shift for you, like yeah, like yeah, I don't I'll, care. I'll dude. cover the weekend work. Like I don't yeah. care. I'll be the on call tech or whatever the hell. Not snort. Not like do a line of piss. You know. <laughs> no. Think about okay. So think about the. Let's just go to the mental aspect of this, right? Think about how mentally, mentally messed up the guy who came up with that punishment, and then. Now and then think about even worse the guy who says, "Okay, I'll do that." What what traumatic experiences did that kid go through in life to lead him up to the point where he's 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 snorting a line of urine off of that? Now, what was the surface even? Is it off the bathroom floor, under the urinal? Is it on top of a toolbox? Did they go in a cup and it drop a, a twisty straw on a cup? Oh. I, <laughs> Yo, I, right. I, I mean, to be be the guy who like shat himself, you know, but not the guy who snorted piss, you know. Or 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 you can be you can be the the TikTok marine, be the TikTok marine, not not the the guy who snorted a line of piss, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That and forever and for always, that is that guy's legacy. Yeah, that's what doesn't matter what he would have done in his unit that would have been good. He was still the guy that ripped a line of piss. <laughs> for sure. Like maybe the dude went on to be a legend, and like good for you, and you snorted a line of piss. So here's here's my ultimate question to you guys. Uh, uh, the ultimate case of would you rather with these stories. Would you rather be showered in Smurf water or would you rather snort a line of piss? I Is mean, suicide an option? <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I just... Can I, can can I, I just, just opt out? <laughs> so here's my thought, right? If you get Smurf watered, Aren't you effectively doing the same thing as snorting piss? So, so here's what I would say, though. Yeah, but that's unwilling. <laughs> okay, so here, here's okay. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in and I'm gonna I'm gonna be the first to answer. I would take I would rip the line of piss for one. You're probably gonna get one quick bump, one quick bump, and then you're gonna go and try to blow it right out of your nose because it's just gonna burn or something else, right? It's an unnatural, unnatural. It's like when you get into a pool. And you get some chlorine up your nose and you get that kind of burning. I imagine it's going to be like that. And yeah, why, I, I, I would have I, to agree with you is the is the worst part. I think I would have to agree with you because otherwise you're just going to involuntarily get shit and piss and smurf water up your nose. Yeah. Right. And so and so why I say this, right, there's a reasoning, reasoning to my logic. All those who are listening and all of our listeners are probably like, these guys are cooked. <laughs> uh, the reason why I say this is when I was working on corporate jets, I was working with a guy. um, he was born and raised in the Philippines and his first job out of high school in the Philippines is working for uh, Philippine airlines in Manila and his shop lead back then uh, the guy who was training him up doing the OJT, the on the job training stuff um, dropped a tool into the lab tank of a 747 one day. No. And so to get it out, his, I mean, his, he said his boss just reached down in the tank and started fishing around with his bare hand until he found the tool <laughs> and pulled it back out. No. <laughs> Fast forward a month later, the guy becomes severely ill, contracted hepatitis C yep. from doing that. 
Um, I know you can probably get something from urine, but I don't think hep C is one of those uh, <laughs> from my limited knowledge of uh, diseases. Yep. <laughs> um, so that's that's the logic behind me is because I've heard that story and I know that uh, fecal matter can carry a lot of horrendous things. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's that's my logic behind it. Um, sorry for all of those who are throwing up violently. <laughs> right? and, and so and, and, and I guess credit to the guy that 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 did this action. I mean, maybe his other option was to get a Smurf shower. Um, yeah. So I don't think he so. Probably though. took the lesser so. of two evils. You know? I don't think so. But, but uh, well, first of all, w- was it a was a military guy? Uh, six. Uh, yes, it was actually. Okay, it and so military. and so. And let's just okay. So, what aircraft was he working on? Mm, that I don't know. That I don't know. I'm gonna go. Uh, what what branch can we uh, say? I think he said uh, he's he he was either Navy or Marines, one of those two. So, I'd imagine the whole idea of a lavatory is probably not an option. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's probably probably not an option. So he just willingly that was his. It was that choice or give a hundred dollars and. uh friend a hundred dollars isn't worth that i wonder yeah. if he's having adverse effects i'm sure today. he would i'm sure you know he I mean? would. like what do you think you think there's been some like 10 years later some fall like he's got this like oh yeah my right nostril continually leaks i, I can't figure out why i was gonna <laughs> oh, walk gee. around with a cotton swab in it all day <laughs> or like, you know, like maybe he never got a nosebleed in his life and now he gets them once or twice a week right i'd imagine maybe Maybe talking about the kink thing, maybe he didn't have a kink thing before that, and that opened up a whole new world for him. Yeah, right. A whole new disgusting world. It's Again, like how s- not kink shaming, it ain't just ain't what I'm into. Right. <laughs> I, I I honestly, man, like I would go with MVP and like I, I would rather choose death, you know, but uh that's kind of that's that's one of those corners that you just can't get out of. It's like, would you rather sit on a cake and and, and eat a dildo or would you sit on a dildo and eat a cake. You're like, ah, oh, they're both bad options. Why, why would I, why do I got to pick one? Why, why is this my only options? <laughs> but, but like, as MPP said, you know, like I would rather take the, the running nose for life and possibly tasting the piss than to potentially get hepatitis C and die. hepatitis C and or AIDS and or typhoid and whatever other chemical bullshit that's in. 55. Actually, you know what, you know what, that, that, Former coworker of mine, he did say about five years later, his uh, his lead or his boss at that time, he it did pass away from the Hep C. Yeah. Not to bring down the, the severity of it, but the, again, just to justify my logic behind it, um, right. it's either a runny nose or uh, death. Yeah, and then <laughs> you go and then, a runny nose, and then you go back to the guy like who didn't shower after he got the Smurf shower, like, dude, <laughs> yeah, what, what? How can you even? Why? Why? Like, I can barely lay in my own bed after sweating. You know what right? I mean? Yeah. I can't go to sleep feeling like that. So I, I could, how do you, Yeah. how do you, again, there's, uh, this is branching off into a mental illness conversation. I feel because <laughs> there's a lot of, a lot of traumatic people out there. I'm guessing if they're, yeah. if, that, if that's, if that's what they chose to do. I, I would, I would imagine like he probably worked like 75 hours in like a two day period or some shit like that, you know, but <laughs> even, work, even, work more hours than actually were were available. Yeah, yeah time warp. <laughs> you know that'd be my only reason. But even at that, like I couldn't do it. Like I would get like that that uh that third life from Overwatch and just get revived just long enough to take a shower and then just kind of sit there pondering life that I got. I a mean, the shower. hottest shower you could ever imagine, right? like like boiling skin almost boiling. <laughs> Right. Well, you have to. I mean, you know, yeah, you, you would gotta, have you to you peel off that first layer of skin. It's got to go. Right. Uh, right. And you're, and you're showering with like a toilet brush, you know, because you need that 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 abrasiveness. Still not clean. You, you decided <laughs> <laughs> to take an acid bath. <laughs> I mean, I would. I would. But you would. Going, you would I mean, even because think about that. Even after the hottest shower, the hardest bristle brush, the most abrasive soap you could find. Um. You might even take valve lapping compound and decide to scrub it all over yourself just to try to feel some semblance of clean. But I feel like even after that, you would showers not. with showers with steel wool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, or I you mean, know, like the the put the pumice wands for like a toilet bowl. You know, <laughs> yeah. Or you just have the local street sweeper truck street sweeper truck drive over you just to knock that top layer. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. I mean, dude, that's, that's gross, man. Like for all you guys who have, who have submitted those stories, if that happened to you, I am 100% sorry for you. And I hope like you've uh, grown past that. 
because uh, I I can't even like I can't, I can't even. Yeah, I mean, like working AOG stuff. I know I've been called out for some laboratory uh, issues. And you're like, oh well, the the button, uh, d- the flush button doesn't work. And you're like, first of all, every time I'll get a lab call, I'm not gonna lie to you. I was a dirt bag about. It. I'm like, oh nope, I don't have time to get to that, or I'm not. I would just refuse. No, nah, I ain't doing it. it. Ain't me. You can send that oh. crap back to the OEM for all I care. Oh yeah, um, literally send that crap back to the OEM. But uh, <laughs> but so they were like, no, no, it's just the flush button. Okay, I can. That's up inside. I can deal with that. You know, I'll sanitize the area before, and I put gloves on and mask. Like I, I was smart about it. You know what I mean? I wasn't barehanding anything. Um. So so I changed out the button one time. Um. And you know, all right, let's op check it. Press the button. No flush. Hmm. Well, bye everybody. That's and the extent I'm going to give you. I reported back to good maintenance control. I was like, ah, that didn't fix the problem. Like, okay, uh troubleshoot a little further then we'll we'll cut you a new math and i'm like oh no 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 no, no. i'm i'm done i've done i've you done what you. i would i've done what i've agreed to and uh <laughs> there'll be no more and they're like okay we'll just put it on the mel list yep already done you know <laughs> I had no just, intentions of ever fixing this thing <laughs> it's like a specialist like sorry we're gonna have to refer you to a specialist <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. You're gonna need to take this one back to Orlando to uh, <laughs> citation services. I'm not. Yep. Uh, I'm not touching it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, uh, so switching gears because uh, I'm sure that everybody's tired of the the shitty stories we have. Um, so another thing we wanted to cover while we were on here was uh, the the future of of you know what kind of guests and topics we want to talk about and and. Uh, during this whole time, we also want to stress that if you have a topic that you want talked about, or if if you're thinking of a guest, or if you want to be a guest, please reach out to us. We would love to have you, um, and we would love to talk about what you guys want to listen to, because ultimately, that's who's listening to it, is is you guys. Yeah, most definitely. And guest-wise, what, we, what we're planning on lining up is we're, we're looking to bring on a financial specialist to kind of talk about you as the individual, you as the mechanic, technician, pilot, whatever the case may be, even if you're not tied in aviation, just someone to kind of give us a little bit of money smarts, especially the way this year has been going. A lot of, a lot of people have been having to really pinch pennies as far as their, their uh, f- available funds. I know I myself have had to cut back on a, a lot of things. And Sure. I mean, yeah, the, the stuff you've been spending on uh, for fun, like taking the family out and doing things, um, that's all had to get. Well, first of all, everything's been closed, right? So you haven't been able to do that things. But uh, the money you did have allocated to spend on those things uh, had to be used then to pay bills and stuff because just of the way the economy has been this year. Right. So, you know, we want to bring someone on like that to educate us on that and then just how to plan for the future because you never what the hell knows, man. Like the way everything's going, it looks okay now. And then it's just going to be like 2008 where everything plummets and your dollar ain't worth shit no more. Your house ain't worth shit no more. So that's just something for a lot of us to to get a little bit of uh, smarts on. And we also want to bring in somebody, bring in some people who have more on the maintenance control side of things from other aspects, you know, from the AOG side of the house, from the FAA side of the house, the military side of the house, just someone other than our opinion. So you guys can hear just what the dynamic is. Yeah, you can hear other people in the industry. Um you know, from all facets of the industry, like like Six said, we don't want it to just be us and our opinion or only our personal experiences. We want you to hear from from everybody because because that's how you get better information, right? Is right, yeah, absolutely. And you know, and some of those people, you know, they they've had to do some kind of transition from uh, one one uh, company space to another, or in in some cases from the military to civilian stuff like that. You know, there's going to be gaps and there's going to be issues that you're going to run into so we want to bring their opinion and get it out to you guys because you know maybe you guys might be going through this right now or you have gone through it and just want to see how they turn a, a shitty situation uh, pun shitty situation into a good one you know and with i was gonna say and with that um you know hear from other facets of the industry just like the stories we just got done telling uh after a day like some of those uh patrons have expressed um you may be contemplating a career change after that day. I know I would be. Uh, so you might say, man, you know, I like aviation, but I just don't ever want to do a job like this again. And you can hear from somebody else who works on the helo side of things or, um, you know, as a contractor side of things and say, oh, man, you know, I, I had no idea that a job like that 
even existed in this industry, you know, right. and, yeah. and that opens your eyes and doors to so many other opportunities. Right. And uh, we also want to bring on, uh, dare I say her name, uh, Jacqueline. She's been probably one of the largest helps in us having the podcast and as a whole from kicking our asses to get it done to showing us the process of how to get it done, uh, hosting us so we can actually do it, you know? And then she's also the kind that consults executive level businesses, you know? So whatever she spits out, this is stuff that CEOs, presidents, vice presidents, corporations listen to. So if you guys are in a corporation and you're of a level of influence, it might be something you can listen to. Or if you're looking to start something, that's something that you, that, that's a guess that we can really boost up and help you out with your side of the house. Yeah. I mean, it's been a, a, a massive help in getting this off the ground. Yeah. Just, just, just the support platform that she's provided um, has again, made us be able to get to the point of a thousand, thousand downloads. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and so many hundreds of followers already, like just so much further ahead than we, ever thought we could be and uh big thanks to Jacqueline for 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 boosting us up and being able to allow us to to accomplish that most deaf Jacqueline if you're hearing this or we're gonna if anything we'll send this to you direct like over the phone like you've been a monumental help for us and for being able to do the things that we're doing uh with that um I know starting the podcast we have gone we stepped into realms that we had no idea what the hell we were doing we had, we've never done something like this before, or we, it's been a long while since we've done something like this before. Uh, let, let's start with Shoreline, for instance, because Shoreline here was a live, live sound uh, expertise. And then here, and then he's jumping into a, a more audio production role. Yeah. Um, you know, I did, I did some practice with like radio commercials and stuff like that when I was in school, but that was, you know, four or five years ago now. And uh, it has been a big learning curve for me. It's skills that I I have, I have, but it's stuff I haven't used in a long time. And as anybody knows, if you don't use it, you lose it. So, uh, and, and you know, those are those are one minute long pod or your one one minute long advertisements, not you know an hour plus long podcast. So, been it's been a lot of uh, learning the tools of the trade and and learning good practices and 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 and. I certainly hope that the episodes have sounded better and better and better as we've gone on. Um, so some of the things that I've learned personally is uh, kind of processing chains and, and, and being able to, to use compressors and stuff properly and, and, and being able to, to process these guys' voices uh, very well. And, and I feel like I'm starting to get the hang of it. Uh, and thank you guys for being patient with me and, 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 and joining me in this learning curve and, and I certainly hope you guys have enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to make it even better. Yeah. As we said about Jacqueline, uh, Shoreline is another crucial part to the success of this. Uh, I mean, if it was left up to me, I know to me specifically, um, this would have crashed before it even got off the ground. So uh, massive, massive thanks to Shoreline for uh trying to cut out my dragon breath and uh, clicks and pops in the background. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Specifically, specifically mine. Cause I was 100% guilty of a lot of that. So again, thanks Shoreline. Like I can only, ma- I can only imagine like how many times you beat your head on the wall when you see these raw footage. <laughs> these guys are so terrible. <laughs> I mean, there, were, there were only a couple episodes and I'll share a couple of quick stories um, real quick. If you don't go, if you don't mind. So oh, please do. So like uh, episode one, uh true episode one not episode zero um episode one in the background you can hear a bunch of like clicks and pops and uh that was actually six's uh he had a water bottle in his hand and it was kind of a nervous tick of his so i had to say hey man get that water bottle out of your hands we've already recorded one episode but like it 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 was it was this really funny moment of just like man what is that Oh, that is what that sound is. That microphone is really that sensitive. Okay, we need to take that out. <laughs> you know, so, uh, stuff like that. And 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 MVP mentioned his dragon breath, and and honestly, that was only a problem once where you you know breathing into the microphone super hard and stuff like that. But um, the the bigger issue that I've 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 had, uh, and and we've 
found tried to find many different ways around this and and we'll get into more of how we're going to fix it in, in the future a little later but is uh you know obviously we're doing this all over over zoom calls and stuff like that because we're not in the same area plus covid plus you know all of these things various schedule conflicts um so internet connection can be a huge um a huge hurdle and uh so you know it was a quite a few episodes before we were like, okay, how can we navigate around, around, uh, Jordan's internet connection? So, um, you know, we started having him record on his phone separate from the podcast. Uh, that way we can line them up and then I'll use his phone audio instead of his, you know, zoom call audio because it cuts out. And as you guys, I'm sure have heard in the first couple or, or two or three episodes, um, you know, there were some prominent times where you would just like, cut out. And so it's, it's, it's been a lot of learning experience in terms of, um, just kind of finding workarounds, which is a lot of what I do in the live industry and, and, uh, will continue to do once I get back to the live industry. And once it's a thing again. Yeah. For me, the learning, uh, part for me is I'm, I've never really sat in front of a microphone before. Um, and so uh, as we're sitting here, I, I, my nervous tick is I rub my hands like my, my hands together and I, it's a nervous, uh, in, there's nobody else, nobody else around me right now. Um, but I just, that's, that's my nervous tick. Cause I don't like, I don't like the sound of my own voice. So when I hear, you know, post post production editing and all that kind of stuff. And it's just like, ugh, nails on a chalkboard. And I can't believe anybody would want to hear me talk. Um, and, and that's funny. Cause you have one of the best like radio voices out of any of us. Um, and I cannot wait to get in person and get a good microphone on you and, and, and we'll have some good fun with it. Uh, and <laughs> honestly not being happy with how you sound is a totally natural thing. I don't know a single person that has walked into a studio or, uh, heard themselves on a recording and said, man, I really like my voice, especially when it's their first time. It takes a lot of getting used to. It's very, unnatural. I mean, there's even been times where like, I'll send the wife a voice message and then she'll play it back in front of me. And I'm like, Oh, is that, is that, is that is that me? Yeah, that's you. Why why did you marry me? It's like Gross. I feel like I should, you know what I mean? like, yeah, you, I, like <laughs> that's I terrible. Should, <laughs> like I should be apologizing to everyone I've ever spoken word to because it's just I can only imagine the assault it's giving to their ears, you know. <laughs> and, and and another big learning thing for me was um navigating the social medias or being I'm not a big social media person. I have them, but I don't really post. I don't put pictures up of family and things we do. Um, my wife on the other hand is a big proponent of that. So she's actually been a uh, big help in me uh, and finding all these different pages to post and promote and those kind of efforts and creating posts and how should I, and how I should word things and music to play in the background of it or whatever else. Um, so, you know, big shout out to her as well, but that's, that's something that's not in my wheelhouse because I've never put any effort or thought it was, it was never an important part of my life or that important that I became proficient in the social media aspects. Um, so that's been a massive undertaking for me. Cause I, even now like put in a post, I'm like, oh, come on, nobody, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just feel weird. Like, Hey, Hey, like my, like my post, you know, which I know that's, that's what it takes to, to get it shared, to gain popularity, to get the the message out there, so people can find it and listen. Whatever else, it's just it's just never been my thing. Yep, I agree. I fully agree. That's been that's been a a challenge, you know. Uh, like this this last episode we just published, uh, it was four in the morning, and I was like, man, I can't sleep. What's going on? And it was it was it was four o'clock Friday morning, and I was like, man, what's going on? Oh yeah, that's right. I just published an episode and haven't put out a post. I should go put. I sh- I need to go make a Facebook post at four in the morning. You know, it's one of those things. It's like, man, we're, I can't we're worrying, we're worrying about stuff like that, <laughs> right? Um, but I will also say that it's been a, a a really fun adventure, and these guys really really helped make it so. Yeah, um, and as far as me, uh, I mean, I've stepped into all sorts of stuff that I've never done, never experienced, never had any sort of friends who did any of this stuff, like uh, just figuring out what to do with a podcast. How do I, how do I make one? What is it supposed to look like? What is it supposed to sound like? All this stuff. I had no clue. And Shoreline MVP have been monumental helping this because they at least listened to podcasts before I, 
before creating this, I listened to zero, zero podcasts. I didn't know where to find it. I don't know where to go to, none of that. And what's what started me peaking the interest of it was actually Jacqueline and her partner, Brian, in their podcast. This is what we do. This is what we're talking about. And, and they said it in such a way where it just sounded like a conversation, just like a bunch of people having a casual dialogue, talking shit along the way and stuff like that. So that, that's the kind of stuff I want to do. I want to, I want to be able to put the information out there, put the voices out there, and then give you, the listener, a, vo- uh, a microphone so you could tell your story, but not sound lectury, you know? Yeah, so not that, like a TED Talk or something. Yeah, you know? so that, that, that was like my biggest hurdle, uh, or one of my biggest hurdles. And then you could, you could hear it in my voice in the first three episodes where I couldn't find my pace. Uh, I was very... I talk very fast. You hear me breathing a lot. You're uh, sure I mentioned my nervous tics and whatnot, because like, I'm trying to like be excited of what I'm talking about, but not sound so excited where you can hear me. You can hear my heartbeat through the microphone, <laughs> you know? So that was, that was a big hurdle for me. And it's weird because when I talk to you in person, it's very different, but I, but I'm talking to, invisibility I'm, it's like i'm talking to a wall had it not been for the video that we see through our our calls i'd be like if you if you were just like outside looking looking in you would see like like one of those people when bluetooth first came out they just like walking around talking like who the fuck is this person talking to you know <laughs> yeah you know yeah. um and then another huge hurdle for me was like just getting all the networking stuff set up like uh the Facebook pages, the Instagram pages, the website. Oh my fucking God. The website. I I've never, for all you guys out there who do web design and, and, or like some kind of social media design, kudos to you guys, man. Like you guys deserve all the money that you asked for as far as making that stuff happen, because I had no fucking clue how to do any of that shit. And <laughs> the closest I came to this was MySpace when you had like those background generators where you like searching Raiders, background with background music and then it spits out this this laundry list of ones and zeros and all this shit you just like copy paste into your profile and it, it blinks and plays a video or whatever the fuck it was that was completely foreign to me i had no fucking clue how to do any of it and i spent almost 96 hours trying to figure out how to do it all and the it was kind of like a point of accomplishment when i saw all that stuff come up especially the website because that took freaking forever to learn how to do, to make it secure, to have it on Google and all that stuff. So, I mean, I don't, I don't want to geek out too much about it because it, it hurt my head just trying well, to learn I, it. I got to tell you, one of the biggest things that uh, I appreciate is your, your networking. Um, um, I mean, just reaching out to anybody and everybody, um, you no idea, no idea that they even, who they are, what they do, just somebody, a random uh, like for one of our social medias and reach out, you know, Hey, you know, what is it you do? And this and that, and you just start those conversations. And then next thing you know, um, we have them as a guest. Right. And uh, that's, uh, that's pretty awesome. Cause mm-hmm. again, back to my social media or lack of social media skills. Um, you know, I, I'm, I, I'd send like a real former email that probably sounds like a robot and they're kind of like, this is spam. <laughs> delete you know what i mean <laughs> and, and, and honestly that's how it sounded for me when i start that a conversation that, those cold cold call or cold message conversations they're probably like who the fuck is this dude right and uh it it took a little bit of time to kind of warm up like no i'm not a bot i am not fake i'm not some random uh generated message from somebody's uh whatever and uh, i was fortunate enough to like start to be connected with a bunch of people mainly through jacqueline and brian again to kind of at least have that that icebreaker with some of them, uh, and uh, it just kind of branched out from there. Uh, those cold calls were pretty rough; <laughs> they were pretty rough. But as we come along, we tell them what we're all about. We, as you, the listeners, can totally hear like how we are as as far as what we plan to do and what we are all about. And they slowly start to warm up to it. They say, yeah, you can do this. And it's all, and all in all, this podcast and what all the people we've talked to uh, in general, it's all about lifting each other up. It's all about uh, gaining exposure. It's all about uh, do it, helping each other with whatever gaps or issues that they're having with or going through. And it just been beneficial ever since. So 
that's just been a monumental help for us in general and then for the people who we've been we've been uh networking through uh along the way uh, i can i can i i can go on more and more but uh that's that that could be an episode on its own like what what are your banes of existence <laughs> no and we really could we could do a whole episode just based on stuff we've learned stories that have happened during during the podcast stuff like that and uh we are we are you know uh approaching uh when we would normally be uh ending an episode but i think that there, there's a couple more things that we definitely want to cover in this and and one of which is uh uh the giveaways that we have planned coming up um you know uh, we uh, i'll talk about one of them we have these really cool uh patches that uh, are our logo and that one's going to be a facebook giveaway but we also have some really cool stuff coming for just our patreon uh subscribers and uh, uh six or mvp if you guys want to touch on those uh, i think that we got some cool stuff coming up i'll let six chime in on that so for patrons only and this is exclusive only to you guys because you've been such a monumental help uh we got hats along the way it's gonna it's gonna where it ranges from the trucker style hat uh beanies and maybe uh flex fits depending which i gotta say the trucker style hats are choice uh in my opinion and the beanies are nice too but i've been wearing uh that trucker hat for a while uh at least a week now that we've gotten them and i love it very 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 choice especially with the seasons that are coming up you know winter is coming so you know we're going to start transitioning to the more insulated of things but uh uh hats are def- are going to be a thing for you the patriot the pens oh dude the pens that we got lined up for you guys Probably. i'm not a pen i'm not a pen guy but six just got us you know a set of pens and these pens are really fucking cool they're so cool <laughs> they're so cool i look at mine all the time it's like wow I can't believe. So real quick, yeah. who were those made by again? Okay, so the the hats were made by this veteran-owned business. It's called a Southpaw Con, um, a Southpaw Laser Concepts. They're based in Texas. It's veteran-owned, small business-owned. So we're we're all about supporting uh, small businesses too because they're going through a hit in especially veteran veteran-owned. Right. Yeah. And then the pens were created by uh, this this uh, business called Trash Panda Tactical. Uh, funny, Ray, Trash Panda. Uh, <laughs> and and uh, um, I'm not going to go into full detail to give a little bit of suspense for you guys, but they are choice. They are prime grade. Um, and it's made by, again, another veteran-owned small business. And we've had them engraved by another uh, small business. This one's here uh, local to the area we're at right now. So those are the, some of the stuff that we're going to give you the Patreon exclusively that no one else will get them other than whoever wins the giveaway. And then we also have some coasters available for you guys. Also again, made by small businesses, all the stuff we're trying, we're trying to theme it out where it's supporting some kind of small business or veteran owned business. So you know, we're trying to keep to that theme of raising each other up. So as I said, hats, uh, pens, the coasters, beanies, uh, possibly flex fit. And then we also, we're also having some new shirt ideas that we're going to be pushing out uh, because of the seasons and because of the, some of the newer themes that we've been receiving. And did you want to shout out who does our shirt uh, creates the shirts and stuff for us? Almost deaf. So our shirts is uh, produced by uh, it's called really designs. It's a Nate. It's a, a husband and wife team that makes all the shirts, makes all the material, all that stuff. Again, uh, a small business, and the owner is a Navy veteran. His wife is a is all is a, a military spouse, uh, as I said. So these guys have been tremendous, tremendous, and just crunching out all that design, all that, all that work. Like they're the ones who basically helped us make the design and stuff like that. So again, exclusive to you, the patron, and then for also those of you who are in the higher tiers, like like the flight inspector, produce or um producer tiers you guys are going to be getting first dibs access to all of it and then some of which are going to be uh, at a certain discount because of your support yeah and and we have some like like everybody has said we have some really exciting stuff coming up and uh none of it would be possible without your guys' support on patreon um we we greatly appreciate that and and the more uh that we can create 
as, as far as uh, patron support um, can really allow us to do some some things that we never you know thought possible. Um, one of the one of the big things that we want to do, one of the things I'm most excited for, uh, is our is our first main goal um, is to get about fifteen hundred dollars to invest into professional grade microphones, as well as uh, me being able to take a trip down and seeing these guys so that we can record in person because that's going to greatly improve the quality of the podcast and I think I think you guys will get a lot more bang for your buck as far in in terms of being being the listener and I, I know these guys are also excited for it. Yeah, to, just to having that high high quality. We've we've had, listened to some samples of what high quality uh, sounds like, and it's uh, pretty impressive. Um, so maybe my uh, horrendous voice will come out a little more uh, Frank Sinatra esque. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you if you think you think your voice is bad, you should hear some of mine. Like I I read back and I feel like I owe people money because I assaulted their ears so much, <laughs> you know? Uh, but like what Shoreline said, like it, it may sound nice and professional from your guys' end, but it, the the amount of tweaking and editing on Shoreline's part to the, the get it done kind of rigging we had to do to get this podcast going, it'd be like, I can't believe it sounds as good as it does. So you can imagine when we got gear that's prime grade, or even uh, even uh, uh, even uh, choice, it'd just be such a, a vast improvement over the rigging yeah, system. Yeah, monumental monumental improvement in in quality of sound and and uh, delivery to unto the listeners. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, another thing that we want to invest in is is further merch development, and uh, also trying to get some discount codes for you guys as far as uh, you know, trying to get. Our, our name out there and, and being a place where people want to come and advertise um, and being able to get you guys some discount codes. That is something that we can, we can do once we are able to have the time and money to kind of commit to that. Um, and, and that's something that we definitely, definitely hope to do soon. Absolutely. And like, like what Shoreline has mentioned, all this stuff is, is geared to, for you, the listeners. So you can, can, continue supporting us and so we can get out more stuff for you and then you get and get something out of it too you know either be information either be a laugh that one pick me up of the day or some form of uh, merch or discount something to that effect yeah for the patrons you've invested in us and we're trying to give back by investing uh something in you or being able to at least provide a, a service for you you know yeah i just wanted to see if you guys had any sort of uh you know last uh last thoughts for for our listeners out there and and uh we also want to wish a happy holidays to everybody because this is uh around the time that would be coming out yeah happy and safe holidays um god knows where this covid thing is gonna still be at that point but uh hopefully it's on its way out or at least people will be able to travel and spend time with their families and uh have a, a, a some sort of a normal sense of a holiday season, right? Um, uh, so again, happy and safe holidays. Hope you're able to get with family. Uh, once again, big thanks for all your support and getting us to over a thousand uh, likes. Um, and maybe by the time this is even released to the public, maybe we'll be doing another one for uh, two thousand likes. You know, I mean that's that's the goal. Um, and with your added support, I know we'll get there. Added and continued support, I should say. Yes. Very much so. Again, thank you all for the support. Happy holidays. And uh, for patrons, I mean, please, please share our our podcast, share our Patreon, share our social handles, all of that. So we can get the, we can hit those goals that we have set for ourselves. And so we can get those we want set for you. Like uh, Patreon, Patreon guys, you guys know the website for those who are, who are tuning in to our holiday release. There's Patreon dot com slash cancel for maintenance all of you can follow us on facebook and instagram at, at cancel for maintenance for facebook and then kanks c-a-n-x for maintenance uh on instagram check out all our merch uh, at cancel for maintenance.com all produced by a small business and vet or veteran owned small businesses like really designs trash panda tactical uh, Southpaw, Laser Concepts, and, and so forth. The list goes on. I, I would spend like 20 minutes just listing them off. And like, share, subscribe. If you have, if you listen on Apple or 
uh, iHeartRadio, please leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing, what we can do, what we can do to add more content, some ideas, topics. Uh, also, send us a line uh, on our website on the contact us section. If you have a story you want to share, or if you want to be a guest, send us those lines, and then we'll do what we can to put it on the show or the or bonus episodes like this and bring you the guest on the show and we can share some stories and uh some learning points that way again thanks thank you everyone for all your support for listening to us getting us to a thousand downloads hopefully again like everyone said we can do this again at two thousand three thousand five thousand and so forth yeah let's do it all right everybody thanks for listening get after it <laughs>